This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I don't say, I don't dance, I don't do those anymore, anything I don't show, you won't try here anymore. Are you enjoying Too Old to Date so far? Good. Because this one is a bona fide doozy. Let's jump right in. Michael, 35, and Bradley, 32, sit in Michael's apartment. As Michael explains the difficulties of getting groceries delivered to one's home in New York City. So then I get a call from him asking to clarify the order. Wait, what? I'm sorry. I haven't been paying attention. Who called you? The guy from the grocery delivery service. Yeah, I didn't hear any of that. Can you start over? Okay, so I place an order through one of these grocery delivery services. I ask for some hummus and delicious green juice because I'm trying to hide my thunder. The first message I get is that Whole Foods is out of hummus. So I text them back, because that's bonkers, right? The majority of Whole Foods is just hummus. So he responds, clearly annoyed at my text, and now he's saying that they don't even have the juice that I wanted. Ah, shit, now he's calling me. Hold on, hold on. Hello? Elijah, 29, began his employment as a shopper for Grocery Gopher Delivery Services two years ago, one month after it launched in New York City. While typically satisfied with his day-to-day responsibilities, Elijah finds himself frustrated with Michael's Whole Foods order. Elijah finds Whole Foods overwhelming, overpriced, and overstocked in items that he dislikes. Elijah hates his Whole Foods assignments and doesn't know anything about motherfucking juice. Hey, it's Elijah. They don't have any hummus. Oh, hey, Elijah. Uh, Wait, did you check downstairs in the refrigerated section? That's normally where all the hummus is. Okay, so I gotta go back downstairs. What kind do you want? Whatever, it's fine. Any garlic hummus works. Okay, and they don't have that brand of juice you asked for. Wait, what brands do they have? Well, now I'm downstairs, and the juices are back upstairs. Okay, well, when you were upstairs, did you see anything that was similar? I don't know anything about motherfucking juice. (sighs) Okay, um, yeah, just (laughs) forget the juice, man. All right, thanks, Elijah. Michael chuckles and hangs up his mobile telephone. Why didn't you just go grocery shopping for yourself? Honestly, at this point, I don't even remember. Oh, I have a date tonight, and that's what it was. I didn't have time to go to the grocery store. I want to see her. Show me her. Michael hands Bradley his mobile telephone. Wow, Ines. Really pretty. Like, wow. Like, just wow. Yup. Half Lebanese model. I do have low expectations for this date, though. Why is that? Well, she texted me earlier today saying that she had to run around for work all day. She said she's looking pretty gross, and she's worried about looking gross on the date. I asked her if she just wants to do it another time because she's so busy today. And this is her response. Get this. Dot, dot, dot. I mean, I'm sorry if me not looking perfect makes you want to do it another day. So you think it's a catfish situation? The return of destiny? You can relive Michael's catfish encounter with destiny by listening to episode one of this podcast. (laughs) Possibly. So my response is, that is definitely not what I meant. Let's keep it tonight. I'll see you at 8.30. Her response, "Mm okay. It's not good, right? Uh, No, she sounds unpleasant. Agreed. Best case scenario, she's just an unpleasant person. Worst case scenario, this is the last time you see me with my homosexual virginity intact. Like I said, low expectations. What are you up to this evening? Uh, I think tonight I'm just going to do laundry. There's something weird actually happening. I've been texting with this girl for a week now. She's not quite a half Lebanese model, but she's really, really good looking too. But yesterday, after days of a lot of texting, and mind you, these texts are really flattering. Like lots of her telling me I look like Bradley Cooper. Also that she Googled me and found everything I've ever written and tells me I'm a great writer. But then, okay, back to yesterday. She drops off the planet. So that was upsetting because the plan is currently to meet tomorrow night. 
Did you try texting her today? No, I'm trying to play kind of cool. Oh, makes sense. Hey, were you hungry? I'm, I might order something. Oh, shit, she just texted me. It's kind of stupid how much that just affected my mood. But I feel great now, and I will order something. Michael and Bradley enjoy a delicious bacon cheeseburger together before Michael embarks on his evening with the sweaty, half-Lebanese model. It does not begin well, as Michael finds himself at the bar waiting for Inez to arrive. She's 30 minutes late. His phone rings. Hey Brad, I fucking hate you right now. This girl's late and I thought it was her calling. I've never been more disappointed to see your name. Wait, why are you calling me? You never call me. Is everything okay? Like, I need a ruling. So, the girl I've been texting with, I was in the middle of doing laundry, and she starts texting me really sexual messages. So, you know, I'm playing it cool, and I say, wow, you're being really honest right now. Oh, and then I ask her to tell me something else that's honest, and she replies, I'm horny. So, I say, well, it's too bad if we're hanging out tomorrow night and not tonight. And then she says, I'm home. Brad, how much did you have to drink tonight after I left? Don't mess up my flow here. So, long story short, I'm in a cab. I'm on my way to her place. But she texted, she just texted me again, uh, asking me to pick up a dozen pink roses from the flower shop near her apartment. Wow, it sounds like you've already made your decision. Uh, what do you need me to rule on? The flowers, man. That's so weird, right? She said she's really anal about having fresh flowers and things is gentlemanly if I pick them up for her. But it sounds really catfishy to me. Jesus, dude, she wants anal with the pink roses? The thorns, man. All the thorns. That's incredibly fucked up. No, ah, uh, well, I don't think so, at least. Anal just means she pays attention to detail. But getting flowers for her seems weird. I feel like we're going to show up there with flowers, and it's going to be uh, your girl Destiny and her giant pimp taking photos of me with the flowers and putting them on the internet. And I don't want to be on the internet like that. Anyway, oh, shit. Okay, I'm getting close to her place. Uh, I'm going to text you her address, and then you... Tomorrow, if you don't hear from me, that's where you tell the cops to come look for me. All right, buddy. Just promise me you'll be careful out there. There are red flags all over this thing. But you know what? In the words of my good friend Brad, it's 2017. You got to get after it. All right. Goodbye forever, maybe. As Michael hangs up his cellular telephone, he decides to give up on his date, pay for his drink, and head home. When leaving the bar, Michael finds Inez outside, looking rather confused. She doesn't seem to know how to get into the establishment. Inez, 25 recently moved to New York from Charleston, South Carolina, to get a fresh start after unfortunate events came to pass in her home state. While we usually dive deeper into our new characters' personas in these narrative bits, this time around, our writers saw fit to let those characteristics unfold in the story. Inez? Oh, hey Mike! I should just tell you before we start this date that I've already had half a bottle of wine tonight, so, you know, let's get a drink! Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Michael re-enters the bar with Inez. They find a cozy booth in a quiet corner of the bar. The evening follows a normal script for a first date until Michael begins to discuss his work. You are kidding me! You work as an artist on animated movies? I've always wanted to do that! I even had a podcast about that a few years ago. Seriously? Yes! I love, love, love what you do. Oh man, I am so impressed. Oh my gosh. Have you seen Zootopia yet? Oh, uh, actually I haven't, but it's supposed to be great. It's incredible! Okay, we're getting the fuck out of here so we can go back to your place and watch it now. Uh, yeah, sure, let's, let's do it. So you're using kids' movies to get laid now? No, I just, well, no. Can I just tell you the story? Fine, go on. Okay, so we get in the cab and we head back to my place. The first thing she says when we get in there is that she's hungry and she wants to order some food. So I say fine. She says she's gluten-free, which, whatever. So I hand her my phone with all the food delivery stuff on it. And I tell her to just, you know, order whatever she wants. 
While she's doing that, I go over to the TV. I find Zootopia and I put it on. When she hands me back the phone, I look down and there's like $72 worth of shitty Chinese food order. She says she just like wrote a note in the delivery notes that says that everything should be gluten-free. Can you do that? Does that work? <laughs> Hold on. I'll get to that. She says if she just puts gluten-free on it, it'll confuse the restaurant enough so they call us and see what we really want. And then we can like talk about what's gluten-free and we can do whatever. I ask her if that works and she's like, she's like, yeah, sure. I do it all the time. It's great. So we sit down on my couch and we start watching the movie. There's a little bit of making out, but like nothing crazy. Then the delivery guy knocks on my door and he has all six of the entrees. She doesn't even ask the guy if it's gluten-free. She just grabs one of the containers and starts going to town on it. And it's General Tso's chicken, so I definitely know it's not gluten-free. So we watch some more of the movie. She polishes off two full containers plus a half of another one. After we finish, we get all cozy and we start to kiss again. But then like that goes on for a minute because she runs off to my bathroom. She spends the next hour vomiting in there. Super hot. <laughs> I try to go in and help her out, but she, like, screams at me. She doesn't want anybody else in there. So I just sit back down and, you know, I watch the rest of Zootopia. How is Zootopia? It's actually super cute. So by the time she comes out, it's, like, 1 a.m. You know, she's not really looking that good. So I say, let's just go to bed. Then at, like, 2.30 in the morning, she wakes me up. She says she's on her period, and she's forgot her tampons, and she needs me to go get some. Good Lord. I'm groggy. I say there's a drugstore on the corner hoping that she'll get the hint that means that she should go get them. She said she's feeling sick and that I should go. So now I'm stumbling around through the aisles of Dwayne Reed in the middle of the night buying tampons. I come home. I set them on the bathroom counter. I wake her up gently and I say, hey, look, the tampons are in the bathroom. She said, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. And I said, well, I don't really fucking want to go to Dwayne Reed in the middle of the night to go get tampons. Wait, so you woke her up to try to get busy or because you wanted her to put the tampon in so she didn't mess up your bed? Dude, she's been vomiting for hours. I just wanted her to go use the tampons that she made me go get. Anyway, she doesn't like that comment at all. And now she's all pissy when she comes back to bed. Either way, the morning comes. I get up to do my normal morning routine. I get up. I make some juice. I go for a run. The whole time, she's just completely passed out in my bed. And my apartment is tiny, so I'm, like, tiptoeing around her the whole time. Finally, I have to leave for work, but she's still just passed out. So I wake her up and try and get her moving. I do a pretty good job of it because by the time I'm about to leave, she's putting her shoes on. She's getting ready. and But, like, I really have to run out the door because i got to catch my train. So I say goodbye, run out the door, and assuming that she left. Bad move, man. Agreed, right? Okay, so I get to work. I'm sitting in a meeting, and my phone starts going off. So I get a text from her. And when I get this text from her, it's like noon, right? So she says she's still in my bed and it's really comfortable and she can't get out. She's still fucking in my bed. She never actually left. Then she actually asked me if I have any food in the apartment. I'm like, well, I have the exact same fucking food we had the last night. So she finds the Chinese food in the fridge and starts eating that. Unsurprisingly, she texts me that she's sick and she's vomiting again. There's a lot more vomiting in this story than I was anticipating. So now she's sick. Then it's like, can I take a bath in your bathtub? So now I'm in another meeting. There's a bunch of people around this one conference table. And she actually starts sending me nude pics from the bathtub. I bury my phone in my pocket because this looks like porn in my workplace. Do you still have the photos? I'll show you later. I need to finish the story. Anyway, I leave work early. I get home around 4. She's still there lying in my bed. I tell her very politely that I need her to get the fuck out of my place. She's freaking me out. But I have to, like, walk her to the subway just to make sure she's leaving my place. This is not great. Yeah, it actually gets a bit worse. She texts me later on that day. She asks if she actually did something to piss me off. I said, listen, dude, it weirded me out. That you were in my apartment all day without my permission. I also make a mistake and I say that she's a little bit high maintenance, which obviously doesn't go over well. She screams at me that she's not high maintenance at all. Then it's a whole thing. Because now it's like this long story that while everyone else was growing up in college, she was like stuck in prison. Wait, that's insane. Why did she go to prison? I have no idea. The way she was talking about it sounded like a bunch of DUIs, but I genuinely don't know. So now she switches gears and she's talking about her current situation. She says she's sleeping on the floor of her friend's place. And it's like, how can I be high maintenance when I'm sleeping on this bag of sweaters? Yeah, that's weird. Are you okay, man? You seem, I don't know, flat or something. I figured you'd have a bunch of sweater pillow comments loaded up. Oh, I can't believe I didn't ask you this, man. How, how'd things go for you last night? Uh, I do not feel good about it. Well, I don't even know where to start. Well, did you start with the flowers? 
Okay, so the flowers thing, that was really bugging me out. So I texted her and asked if she could meet me at the flower shop. I didn't want to just show up at her door with flowers. So, you know, I figured if she meets me there, I, could, I, can, I can see from across the street if it's really her. And thankfully, she said, yeah. So I'm still nervous about getting catfished. So I stand on the opposite corner from the flower shop. But it wasn't a flower shop. It was a bodega with some flowers outside. She turns up, and luckily, it's still the hot blonde girl from the pictures. So I'm thinking, okay, good. I start walking up, and I notice she's wearing a pajama t-shirt, lacy shorts, and high heels to meet me at a bodega. And when I get right up to her to say hi, she has full makeup on. She really went all out for this ill-advised booty call. Okay, I mean, well, maybe she just want to look good for you. Go on. So she ends up buying the flowers and then takes me by the arm and walks me to her building. While we're chatting, I'm noticing that she has a really hard time making eye contact. Although I was kind of wasted, so it might have just been me not making great eye contact. And it's just, I don't know. Dude, she's just off. And Mike... When we get inside her apartment, I should have bailed right then. Everything's pink in this tiny studio. It smells heavily like flowery perfume and piss. There's this old tiny dog that hobbles up to me, and she tells me that I need to be gentle petting it. And there's piddle pads all over the apartment. The dog never goes outside. So you're describing a horror movie. It's a horror movie in there, like a pink, pink horror movie. Wait, was it like a big dog or a little dog? It's a little scrawny thing. Anyway, then she puts the flowers in a vase and I sit on the couch. We chat a little more and she starts telling me a lot about herself. She has substance abuse issues and that's just scratching the surface. Then she sits on her bed, which is next to the couch and keeps leaning back, kind of motioning for me to join her on the bed. But I'm realizing now that I'm spinning and I'm kind of just not in the mood to do anything but sleep. Why are you so drunk? After you left the bar, she started texting me, and I got really nervous. It had been a long time since I just met for a booty call, and I thought I needed a little liquid courage, but then I had too much. So before I know it, she grabbed me by the collar and is kissing me really aggressively. She's really rough. I pull away for a second to catch my breath, and I notice that she has a bruise on her chin. And I just had this sinking suspicion about where that bruise came from, so I ask her if on Monday she disappeared because she was with another dude. And she says yes, and I am not joking, launches fully into a story about how she went out with this guy on Monday blew him in the bathroom at a bar, and then had this crazy BSDM sex during which she used a paddle on her, including on her chin. But then she tells me that she didn't really like it that much because he insisted on wearing a condom during sex. The condom was the part she had a problem with? Not being the hit in the face with the paddle thing? You're nailing my exact feelings. She was upset because she had a bruise, but she had sought out a dumb. And that's not really my speed. But now she's all over me again, pulling at my clothes, screaming, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, just like that. Very Linda Blair. I never thought I'd be turned off by those words, but here we are. So knowing that she hates condoms, I ask if she has any, and she says no. And so I say, all right, well, we're not going to have sex. I had a condom in my pocket, but she didn't need to know that. Then she starts crying, full-blown crying, saying I must not be attracted to her. Dude, I don't know why I didn't just leave right then, but I, I felt bad for her. So I stayed, and we just laid there. And it was warm, and I was drunk, so I started dozing off. And the next thing I know, I wake up, and my dick's in her mouth. And all I start thinking about is that she just banged this different guy the night before, and it's just too much for me. Kind of paddleboarder, no less. Well, that's mighty relevant, because a minute later, she starts climbing up on me, trying to put me inside of her. I told her to stop, that I didn't want to do it without a condom. But she doesn't listen, and she slips me in. But it doesn't last long, because then she hauls off and slaps me as hard as she can across the face. And now I'm actually pissed, because before I can do anything else, she hits me twice more. So I toss her off me, and I go to the bathroom. First to make sure I have all my teeth, and then I start scrubbing my dick. I know that doesn't, like, really do anything, but I'm freaking out. And then I look over, and the dog is in the bathroom with me, staring at me, scrubbing my dick. And I realize how fucked this whole situation is. Plus, my gums are bleeding. <laughs> Come on, man. No dog should see that. When I come out, she's curled up in a ball, weeping to herself, saying, This always happens to me. Well, you're a psychopath. Then I leave. I reek of perfume on the cab ride home, and when I get back to my house, I don't even have the will to take a shower, even though I feel dirty as hell. 
Oh, and I'm terrified. She Googled the shit out of me. She knows who I am. What if she decides that the night didn't go the way she wanted, and now she's going to tell people that I gave her the bruise on her face? Okay, so that's where I'm at. I'm freaking out. But this morning, she texted me asking if she'd scared me off. I found a gentle way to say yes. God, man, there's nothing good about this story. Are, are you okay? Not 100% by a long shot. I could have done without the crack about the dog, too, so thanks for that. You're supposed to be the sensitive one here. In any event, I'm glad she's out of my life and I'm never jumping on a booty call from a girl I've never met again. It's just the reddest flag for people our age. Well, this has really been a banner night for both of us. Anything I can do to cheer you up? I don't know, man. You saw those naked pictures that girl sent you? Too Old to Date was created by Mike Tanzillo and Brad Garoon. This episode was written by Brad and Mike, with production assistance from Toby Singer. Our theme music is Loveless by GoGo Ghost. Stalk us on social media at Too Old to Date. If you have questions, comments, or the unbearable desire to be an angry troll, email us at info at tooltodate.com. Want to share your dating stories? Give us a call at 718-559-1040 and leave us a message with your story. If we get really good ones, we'll play them on the show. For more info, visit tooltodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows, pay for more dates, and <clears throat> maybe give the narrator a raise. Darkest night, and we will glow in our places anymore. Guess you're right, and I was too. We won't try you This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.